Hey, what's good? What's up? This is uh, Raider Bell. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, man. I just want to give a shout out and say, uh, man, I'm a big fan of uh, your podcast. Uh, I first heard you when um, I was listening on YouTube. And then uh, when I found out you had a podcast, I, I switched over and started listening on here. Um, I want to say, man, like everything you were saying is just absolutely correct. And what I love even more is that you're you're actually gonna, we need a voice. And you're absolutely right about 95.7. They don't talk that much about the Raiders. Um, and a lot of times it's like a lot of times it's going to be it's negative. You know, uh, we don't really hear anything good. You know, it's like and it's just really frustrating being from like, you know, the Bay Area and wanting to hear something that you know positive about my team you provide that and also i like that you're you know what i'm saying you're willing to get at some of these other people that want to test us you know people just love to use this as a scapegoat so i just want to say thank you man keep up the good work bro how's it going everyone my name is steven michaels this is the raiders daily welcome to trd radio we are going to wrap up the last preseason game the first preseason game for the Oakland Raiders. They win the game 16 to 10. I gotta tell you something. Uh, it's preseason, guys. So, you know, you can't really take these things that seriously. I see fans of other teams getting all crazy and mad when their team loses, like the sky is falling. It's the first game of preseason. They're there's absolutely no game planning going into the first game of preseason. But nonetheless, it's still fun to watch. I don't know, it's fun for me anyways. Now, when you get into the fourth quarter, late into the fourth quarter, it's usually guys that are not going to make the team, but whatever. It's still an opportunity for those guys to make the team or maybe make someone else's roster. So it's still fun regardless. So let's talk about the game first of all. Okay, as I mentioned, the Raiders won this game. Uh, you know, pretty... It was a game where the Raiders really could have dominated and won won by a lot, really. Uh, you, you know, you see th- that first play. Or I don't know if it was the first play, but... When when the starters were out there, Derek Carr throws that bomb to Martavius Bryant. If he only undercuts that safety right there, he probably catches that football. The reason why, by the way, Martavius Bryant was out there in preseason for so long is because the staff, they're not really happy with him right now. He hasn't been grasping the playbook. They want to see more out of him. That's why he was out there for so long. He wasn't out there the whole game, but he was out there for quite a while. And during the last week or two, basically two weeks, he's been playing with Connor Cook. So that's not good for Mart- Martavius Bryant, but let's not let's not confuse the situation. Martavius Bryant is going to be a big, big part of this Raiders offense once we start regular season, but they just want this guy to pretty much get out there and get active. They want to see more of him. That's why he was out there. Speaking of Connor Cook, I mentioned him. Uh, You know, I liked what, I like Connor Cook in this game. He went 11 for 19. He threw for 141 yards. He threw for a touchdown pass to Ryan Switzer, which to me was just a really great, great play. 
something we have not got to see out of Connor Cook since he's been in the NFL, something he did in college where he would buy time, run around, do what he can do, and then find a target. He did a lot of that at Michigan State. He did not do that a lot with the Raiders, at least last season when he got the play, but he was also handcuffed by Todd Downing, who is the worst offensive coordinator in NFL history. Now with John Gruden, he obviously learned a lot more. He looked really good. That touchdown pass to Ryan Switzer, like I said, was really good. He had a couple good throws. He really did. He had one one to Martavius Bryant. He had one to Marcel Aitman. He had that really good, uh, really, really, really good throw to the tight end Paul Butler. I know you guys probably never heard of him, but he's a guy on the team. He probably won't make the team, but who knows? But it was a great catch by Paul Butler. You got to give him that. So I really like Connor Cook in this game. I really do. Now on offense, my standout, a guy that I've been I've been touting as a guy who I really think can do something in the NFL. A guy who I really think could be the Raiders' hidden gem. His name is Chris Warren. Chris Warren looked great in this game. And let me add something here. This guy could have even looked better. He really could have. But when he runs, he runs high. What I mean by that, what I mean by running high is he doesn't lower his shoulder pads enough. He has to do that in the NFL. That may work in high school and even in college to a degree. But when you are playing all four quarters of an NFL game, you are going to get beat up badly running like that. Not to mention, when you're running high like that, it also exposes the football a lot more, which can cause fumbles. This guy is a big dude. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't run so low, because he's tall. I believe he's like six feet, six one or something like that. But he's got to get in the habit of running low, and it will help him. I know for a fact, I know this 100% that John Gruden has been telling him to run low. Run lower, lower your shoulder pads. He has to do that. Now, this... A lot of people are confused when I say that, especially on Twitter and Facebook. They keep bringing up that helmet rule. I'm not not saying to run, use your helmet. I'm saying to use your shoulder pads, to lower your body. It will help him. But this guy is a superstar in the making. He had 13 carries for 86 yards. Yes, I know. He was playing against some backups, but he did have some carries against some guys on the Detroit Lions that were first-team guys. I know the majority of his stuff did come off the second stringers and and third stringers. That's why I would like to see Chris Warren play against the first unit next week against the LA Rams. By the way, just want to talk about that game real quick. That is going to be a weird game because remember, these two teams meet in week one. So John Gruden is going to go out there with just probably about five, uh, I would say about 10 plays, and they're going to just go over those 10 plays. Don't look for a lot on offense. 
John Gruden's not going to show that much. They're not going to show much on defense, especially. Now, in the first game, Paul Gunther showed a couple safety blitzes and things like that. Now, those probably are not going to be part of this scheme, but just part of things that they will be doing going forward. It doesn't mean that's a real play. It doesn't mean that's a, a real design. It just means it's a safety blitz. That's all it means. But against the Rams, they got to be careful. They got to be careful. And John Gruden's been around. He knows this. So that game and the Rams coach, Sean McVay, he knows this as well. So I, I don't think, I think that game might be a really high scoring game, to be honest with you. Or it could be a very low scoring game. But both teams are going to be nervous what to show, even what players to show off. I mean, that's the way it is. Um, okay, so also let's get back to this game, the the first game, Detroit Lions game. Now, Colton Miller obviously started at left tackle. Now, he did okay in my opinion. He did fine, except the holding call. Takes back the big run for Marshawn Lynch. I believe I, believe I could be wrong here, but I believe it was a 61-yard run. It was a fantastic run. Marshawn Lynch really showed that he's in good condition this season. And he's going to be a good running back. He really is. That was a fantastic run. Colton Miller, I went back. I watched the film several times. He did hold a little bit. I can see where the refs would call that. And the sad part about it is Colton Miller did not need the hold on that play. He did not need a hold at all. Marshawn Lynch was already through that hole. He was already gone. So, I mean, it made no difference. Colton Miller could have just just put his hands on the guy for a second. It made no difference. Lynch was gone as soon as he hit that hole. And Colton Miller had no reason to do it, but he did grab a little bit. But still, like I said... I don't know if that would be called in a regular season game. He didn't hold that long, and he did not need to. So I kind of count that as a touchdown, to be honest. Uh, it was just a really good run by Marshawn Lynch. Um, as far as that, like I said, Derek Carr didn't do much. The first unit didn't do much on offense at all. They ran a couple plays. I uh, just want to really quick talk about basically who stood out in this game to me now like I said I really like Connor Cook I like what he did uh EJ Manuel he went four for six but that fumble I don't know whose fault that was it just wasn't I don't know EJ Manuel just not doing it for me right now he he's just not Chris Warren like I said 13 carries 86 yards I mean the guy was averaging 6.6 yards every time he touched the football. He was fantastic. DeAndre Washington, he had six carries for 38 yards. He did all right. But the thing is, if Chris Warren keeps playing like this and the Raiders do like Jalen Richard catching out of the backfield, DeAndre Washington could be the odd man out here. Think about it this way. Doug Martin and Marshawn Lynch are pretty much locked in. So Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington are both competing for that spot. Now, they could carry four of them, 
But then what do you do with Chris Warren? They're probably not going to carry five running backs. So it's going to be interesting going forward, guys. One of those guys are not going to make this roster. That's going to happen. And like John Gruden said a long time ago, there are going to be a lot of good players that don't make this roster. The Raiders have a lot of good talent. Now, uh, on the wide receivers, Johnny Holton had that one great catch. Um, But, you know, I don't know if that's enough, to be honest. I really don't. Marcel Aitman, I like what he did. I think he should have had more opportunities. He got four passes for 22 yards. I really think he should have got more opportunities there. Uh, I wanted to see more of Blacknell. He only got one catch, but it was a he got 21 yards out of it, so that was pretty good. Um, Martavius Bryant, he had basically he had one catch, but it was that 18 yarder. Um, and the, all the other guys, like I said, it's all small stuff. Isaac Whitney had a 12 yards and things like that. Um, the defense, the defense for the Oakland Raiders. Oh, l- l- let me just uh, grade people real quick. I'm sorry. L- let me just get back to that. Connor Cook, I just, I'm, I'm going to give Connor Cook a B. I really am. I'm going to give him a B because he did pretty damn good. I'm going to give DeAndre Washington. I like some of the things he did. I'm going to give him a B. Chris Warren, I'm going to give him an A. Um, that's pretty much all I can really, Colton Miller, I'll give him, I'll give him a B because he didn't really let up any huge sacks or anything. He did okay. He did okay. And, uh, speaking of that, I should talk about that now. The Raiders want Donald Penn back practicing. They're hoping it's going to happen this week. I've been told this by multiple people. They want him back practicing this week. Because they need to know if this guy can recover. Because remember, he's old and he's coming off foot foot surgery here. They need to know. They need to see Colton Miller versus Donald Penn. Because if Donald Penn doesn't have it anymore, the Raiders are going to try trading him. I'm telling you right now. Because that's the only thing that makes financial sense is to trade Donald Penn. If you trade them, there's no dead cap, and they save a lot of money. If they release them, there's some dead money. There's a there's some cap savings. They asked Donald Penn to take a pay cut so far. While I'm recording this show, Donald Penn has yet to accept that pay cut. So things could turn ugly. But they got to get the guy on the field first. They got to get him on the field I personally, in case you guys are listening on Spotify or anything like that, and you don't know, you haven't heard my older shows, they're all on YouTube and stuff. I don't like Donald Penn personally. Uh, I have a history with him. So for me to say that I would much rather Donald Penn be in that role is saying a lot. I'm putting my personal feelings aside here just because I think a veteran at left tackle I trust that more than a rookie. I just do. I trust Donald Penn a lot more than a rookie. That's the way it is. But if Donald Penn, he is old now, if he's not healthy, if that foot is still bothering him and he cannot run sideways, which he's going to have to do a lot under Tom Cable's new offense, and Colton Miller can do that, 
then you got to go with Colton Miller. Then the Raiders got to find a team that will trade. The problem is who's going to take on that contract. That will be the issue. Anyways, moving forward, like I said, I like some of the stuff Marcel Aitman did. I would give him, I would give him a, a good C, a good C right here uh, for a grade. Uh, Jalen Richard, I like what he did. I, I would give him a C. Um, overall, the offense, like I said, they left a lot of points on the board. There's no doubt about it. The EJ Manuel fumble. There's a lot of them. The Raiders had the ball and the they had it in the red zone a bunch of times and they should have scored the kicker the kicker you got to give him a plus he makes all the kicks including one off the dirt off the dirt he makes a kick fantastic for the Oakland Raiders looks like they got the right guy he went three for three he hit a long one for 48 yards. It looks like the Raiders made the right move in getting rid of Marquette King, who, by the way, has been a disaster in Denver when it comes to media. He has threatened media. He has said things to the media. He has been terrible to the Denver media there. I have spoken to people in the Denver media Marquette King has been nothing short of a nightmare. Nothing short of a nightmare. So anyways, let's talk about the defense real quick. P.J. Hall looked great in this game. Fantastic. Nick Nelson, he looked good in my opinion. He looked really good. Dexter McDonald eh, didn't look that great. Um, also, the guys who... I'm just going to throw the guys out there who I we're kind of disappointed in uh Jason Kambinda I really had high hopes for him he was out of position a lot in this game uh Kyle Wilbler this is a guy who will probably be special teams if anything but you know he led the team with total tackles but he was in most of the third quarter and fourth quarter obviously but man he's always he reminds me of James Kowser last season. He's never, he's always like around the ball, but never make, he's, he's just always light and out of position. And I don't know if that's something that's going to continue. He's probably going to be a special teams guy anyways. Uh, so who cares? Uh, Shirley Calhoun showed up in the fourth quarter. We got to say that. I, I, I don't want to be uh, that guy who just says, negative things to say negative things, but we have to remember that in the fourth quarter, yeah, Shirley Calhoun gets a sack, but who's he going up against? He's going up against the guy who's probably going to be selling car insurance in three weeks. And that's just, honestly, that's just the truth. And what I do here is honest radio. I'm not going to sugarcoat things and lie to you. So yeah, Shalik Calhoun got a sack, but he got it in the fourth quarter against the guy, like I said, who will probably be selling car insurance or something. He's probably not going to be in the NFL in a couple of weeks. A lot of those guys are not going to be. Uh, Markwell Lee. Markwell Lee looked good to me. I liked his play. Markwell Lee, by the way, he is pushing Derek Johnson to beat a middle linebacker. Speaking of Derek Johnson, I had concerns about Derek Johnson being uh, a guy that 
maybe lost a step and can't catch up with guys when they get thrown the football, say a tight end and things like that. He showed some of that being slow in this game early on. That concerns me. It really does. Markwell Lee, he might be the better option there at middle linebacker. But remember, it was only the first game of preseason. So we can't put a lot of stock into what we all watched. We just can't. P.J. Hall may have looked fantastic. But guess what? Once the regular season comes, maybe we don't hear his name again. And that's why I'm just warning you guys. I don't want to get people too excited over the first game of preseason. But at the same time, I want to talk about the guys who stood out. And P.J. Hall stood out to me. It's just the... He just did. Reggie Nelson did not stand out to me at all. Um... And Carl's Joseph, like I said, he stood out. I know he got that, that penalty call. I hate that new rule anyways. Um, try and just look over guys. I'm going through my notes here that look good. I already mentioned Ryan Switzer on offense. Defense, like I said, they did a good job. But also, we got to remember, Matthew Stafford did not play in this game at all. And the Lions backup is Matt Castle. Now, to be completely honest with you guys, I didn't know that. When Matt, you know, I don't really follow the Detroit Lions. I don't know what they're doing. But when I seen Matt Castle, you know, entering the game as a starter, I kind of knew the Raiders were going to eat this guy alive. And that's exactly what they did. Now, the Lions did manage to get a lot of underneath throws off the Raiders. And that's something the Raiders got to clean up. Matt Castle went 10 for 18. He had 81 yards. But his average, it was only four and a half for a throw. You know what I mean? So he was throwing a lot of underneath routes. And the Raiders, remember, they ended this game with four sacks in total, which is pretty good. They get four sacks. Um, the Raiders, they didn't give up any sacks. So that's a good thing. Uh, the Raiders QB numbers, Connor Cook had a 98.8 quarterback rating. Matt Castle had a 67.1. Uh, Jake Rudock, he was the other quarterback for the Detroit Lions. He had a 73.1 quarterback rating. And, you know, like I said, they threw a lot of underneath routes. Uh, and Jack Rudock obviously was going up against the fourth quarter defense where he was just, you know, it's easier against those guys, obviously. But so to wrap this all up, let me just say this. The Raiders did a good job, in my opinion, uh, of containing the running, containing the run. Uh, I know Johnson for the Detroit Lions had a couple good runs, but, you know, yeah, 13-yard run. They got blunt over there. But for the most part, the Raiders did their job. They held the Detroit Lions to 10 points. The Raiders, like I said, they only got 16, but they should have probably had over 20. They left points on the board. The Raiders just played a better game here. The Raiders looked good. It was fun seeing John Gruden back in Oakland. The Raiders coming out, by the way, through the black hole, something they have not done in years. That is a cool thing. 
John Gruden is bringing the fun back to Oakland. That is exactly what he is doing. We don't know how this roster is going to shake out. Like I said, I I, I think there's going to be some surprises here. I really do. Especially when it comes to the running back situation. I like Chris Warren a lot. I think Markwell Lee could end up stealing that middle linebacker job. I think something could happen with Donald Penn. So we, we just don't know. The linebacker situation, there's a whole bunch of linebackers. A whole bunch of them. So we'll see who come, who emerges out of there. And of course, the Raiders, they're going to need a cornerback. As you know, they are looking right now in free agency. They need a guy to step up. Nick Nelson looking good. That is a great thing for the Raiders. Daryl Worley, as you know, uh, his court battles are over, but he does got a DUI, and uh, I believe he had a plead guilty to a possession of a firearm uh, license. He's probably going to get suspended by the NFL, so you take him out of there. The good news is Gary on Conley will be back practicing this week, so that's a good thing. But I think the Raiders still need to add another cornerback. Maybe they, I don't know who's going to be available. It might be an undrafted guy or it might be a guy like Prashawn Breland. Who knows? But they need to add someone there. In my opinion, they need to make sure they got the right guys. Uh, also, Obi Melifamu does not play in this game. His future, guys, is not looking good for the silver and black, but... It is what it is. What what can we do about it? I mean, we there's nothing we can really do about it. And like I said, the kicking game for the Raiders, it was pretty damn good. So, I think it's going to be fun. I I'm very I'm looking forward to the next preseason game and then of course the third preseason game. That's when teams show a little bit of what they're going to be doing during the regular season. They don't show their hand completely, but they show some. And as far as the whole Khalil Mack thing, I got to address that again this week. Guys, I said it last week. It remains true right now. The Raiders are in no talks at all. As I record this show to trade Khalil Mack. I'm sorry. I mean, I hate it that fans, you guys, are getting duped by people, by clickbait articles. I know John Middlecoff, whatever his name from The Athletic, posted a bunch of crap. It's just not true. It's not true. The Raiders are not even thinking about that. They're not even close to dealing with that right now. Yes, you know, it is going to be tough with the guaranteed money if his agent wants a whole bunch of that. Obviously it is. But the Raiders are nowhere near trading this guy. They're nowhere near it. And I guarantee you, I mean, Khalil Mack, he's about to get paid $14 million for this season. A lot of players don't make that. He's probably going to be playing week one this season. He'll probably be there week one. So, I mean, let's just stop this nonsense. If something does happen and all of a sudden the Raiders, I don't know, some crazy shenanigans happens... And some team offers them four number one picks. I will let you guys know. 
if the Raiders are even thinking about it. But the thing is, they're not thinking about it. John Gruden is thinking about, wow, this defense is going to be even better with Khalil Mack, Mo Hurst, P.J. Hall, Arden Key, Bruce Irvin. That's what John Gruden's thinking about. He's not thinking about trading anyone because he doesn't have time to be thinking about that. He has 40 new players on this team. So anything you read about Cleo Mack being trade, if it's from ESPN, they're lying. If it's from The Athletic, they are lying. All of these people are lying to you, and I know because I talk to the people involved. I talk to the president of the Oakland Raiders who tells me it's a lie. There is no discussions whatsoever going on to trade Khalil Mack. All it is is a bunch of hacks on the internet that want retweets on Twitter because their lives suck so bad or they want clicks on their crappy websites. But the bottom line is Khalil Mack will be a Raider. He will be there week one or the latest week four. Who knows? He has an agent who's known for holding players out. But the Raiders feel like this will be fine. And guess what? It probably will be. Donald Penn held out how long last year? No one was talking about, oh, he's going to get traded. By the way, there's another guy who's really good named Aaron Donald. He's holding out. Is ESPN and Josanna Anderson, I don't even know her name, is she out there saying that the Rams are going to trade Aaron Donald? No. Is it on NF, is Adam Schefter, that douchebag out there, Tweeting that the Rams are going to trade Aaron Donald? No! You want to know why? Because here's the deal. The agent floats stuff out there like that just to do it, to get the fan base involved, and it's working. I see you guys going crazy. Pay Cleo Mack, pay Cleo Mack, pay Cleo Mack. The Raiders don't even know what to pay Cleo Mack because the agent is waiting for Aaron Donald. It's a game. It is a game to get his price higher. And these reporters, they know that. They're taking advantage of you, the fans. And all those Raider fan websites who post that crap, they should be ashamed of themselves. And that's why they're nothing but fans. And they can have their, their little podcast. And that's why they'll never be number one. And that's why I will continue to dominate them and destroy them. And they will be jealous of this show and... They'll be jealous of me forever because I rule the Raiders podcast, Raiders world. That's just the way it is. Cool Mac will be a Raider and the Raiders will be great again. My name is Stephen Michaels. Thank you for listening. This is the Raiders Daily.